Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Yes, indeed. This is Trade Afternoons. All thanks to our great friends at Maccas at McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? 21 players have changed clubs so far via trade and free agency. Jack Gunston going through the AFL headquarters paperwork machine, otherwise known as uh, as email, uh, this morning. And the promise of more to come. Well, more has to come in the next day and a half because there are some big names on the board. This man was a big name in his playing days. His name is Brendan Goddard. Hello, BJ. Afternoon, Samuel. Are you well? I'm good. Had a good yeah, start to the day. Yes. As opposed to other mornings I've come in here. Have you washed that bus yet after you had Haven't your little coffee mishap? No. I mowed the lawns this morning. It was a jungle out there. How's your hay fever at this time? Are you to get a bit of... A little bit. But that's that's from the uh, air con back in Bali, pumping it every night. Still still suffering the effects of the yeah. Bali air con. You can see my nose. For people that can see me on air, it's been... A bit red and raw, isn't it's, it? It's crooked. It's been knocked around a few times. So, If you're looking for sympathy for going to Bali, you've come to the wrong spot. No, no. Nevertheless... It's um, just amazing, though, when you do. When I did come back, and I think there was like four or five days here in Melbourne, you had good weather, and I should have mown the lawns before I left, but then it literally, four or five good days of sun, and it, it literally... You know when you... I don't know if you mow your... You mow your own lawns? Yes. <laughs> that you just left it too long and you just go, this is going to take me forever. Well, mine's easy because I just get the old um, standard lawnmower out, but you'd have to back up the, 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 oh, yeah. the ride on. Yeah, the, you know, the, the two big acres I have in Brighton. Yep. Yeah, to, just to next get it to done. Del Sano and a few of the other boys. Yes. No, no I enjoy my gardening. I once had a good lawn and mowed stripes in it until we got two dogs. So that doesn't exist anymore. Stripes? You put the old patterns in? I tried to. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mate. <laughs> I love all things golf, including Whoa. grass. Oh, my God. Have I didn't got... have the I didn't have the right grass at the time, and I planned on getting um some better cooch uh, grass that they have on yes. the fairways at uh, Peninsula Kingswood and Cathedral. Yes, just dropping names. <laughs> have a listen to it, would you? You're not bad, are you? Yeah, I've uh, had a good start in the morning. Sam, I'm up and about. You. I can tell you're up and about. And and a, so bit, you... a bit, a bit is happening. A bit is happening. Uh, BJ's bomb is back. Uh, got some competition for your bomb though today because there's a lot of places you could. Uh, you could direct your aim. I think you might be just about sorted on that without giving anything in a way. But blimey, hasn't BJ's bomb in a short period of time gained some real significance and traction Action. and notoriety? Because the industry is watching. You get a bit of feedback on your bombs, don't you? I, I have. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's only my opinion. I'm happy to hear otherwise. Hey, that's what it's all about. That's a, opinions. Everyone's got one. And I we know. like a bomb. We like a good, strong opinion. And there's plenty of them around at this time of the year. And um, we'll get yours a little bit later on. Fact or Fiction will be back as well. My most hated segment on our little slot here. <laughs> but we've come this far. We might as well see it We'll all be wrapping up tomorrow. So you better have some answers based on our segment, Fact and Fiction, over the last four or five days. What's the deal as well? I'll tell you what, we're running out of what's the deal fodder. We've been 
through pretty much the entire gamut of, uh, of tradable names, but we'll scratch around and we'll try to find something that uh, we can flesh out um, of, of some note a little bit later on in the program. Speaking of thrashing out, Josh Dunkley happening right now, Brisbane and the Western Bulldogs. Talks underway between the Dogs and, and Fremantle in regards to Rory Lobb as well. Jack Bowes will go through this afternoon, a future third-round pick. The Cats will hand over for him. Uh, the most desirable trade that was of the trade period, of course, because it came with pick seven. We're in a state of flux with Jacob Hopper, uh, Tom Mitchell, Ollie Henry, Asava Radigalia, Fiorini, Frampton Sharp. The list goes on. So plenty of names still up in the air at the moment. We'll see uh, what gets shaken out of the tree until three o'clock. But we've got a big guest today, BJ. A huge name is joining us on Trade Afternoon. Great get by the lads behind the scenes. Very good. We're looking forward to having a chat to him. He is a former player of the Melbourne Football Club, a premiership ruckman, and now newly signed Fremantle docker ruckman Luke Jackson is going to join us. Out of one thirty, I reckon, we'll get in touch with Luke Jackson over there in the West. Really looking forward. He might be on Perth time. He might be on Perth. You say Perth? Yes. Really looking forward. That's how they say it over there, isn't it? (laughs) Do they? (laughs) Perth, like P-E-R-F. Yeah, just, we're from Perth. Okay. Uh, hello to our uh, Perth audience uh, this morning. 0419187323, Director Anger at BJ, not at me. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. if you want to give us a buzz on Trade Afternoons, where I must stress again, all calls, all texts are welcome. Uh, I won't make the midday madness promise that Dwayne Russell makes, but we will get to as many of your calls and texts as we possibly can over the course of the next couple of hours. Now, deadline day tomorrow. So it's deadline eve, BJ, and the embargo's back for the final day tomorrow. What time is deadline? Well, 7.30, but no trades can be officially lodged tomorrow until 3. (laughs) Why? Well, to to build a bit of tension and make sure we have something at the back end. It'd be a pretty boring deadline period, wouldn't it? It's good them to think about. If tumbleweeds just rolled through at 7.30. So uh, they give it every chance. That's four and a half hours it gives them, of course, before the deadline to get the, you know, we can't call the paperwork anymore, to get the uh, the email trail sorted out. So um, that's where we're at. Did you see, we spoke a bit about Josh Bruce yesterday, funnily enough. I think he might have even yesterday been a fact or, the day or before. fiction. Mm-hmm. The day before, he might have been a fact or fiction. Did you, was there a Josh Bruce sighting? Did you see him Recently? There was a sighting yesterday, yeah, at the car wash, just on the way home in the Peen Highway. You saw him in the car wash? Yeah, I thought about pulling in and just saying g'day. And hey, <laughs> drop, Josh! Drop, <laughs> dropping the fact or fiction on him. How's your medical? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, maybe it was, a mis, it was a case of mistaken identity. I think it might have been Josh Shackey. Possibly. I think Josh Shackey might be. Well, certainly there's some, some interest from Melbourne in Josh Shackey, who, look, they wouldn't have to give up a lot to get him. If I'm Josh Shackey, I'm definitely looking to get out of the Western Bulldogs for reasons obvious. Yeah. Not sure what you so, think. Yeah, you? No, so I wanted to talk about that. It's a good segue whilst we're on it. So the Bulldogs, which last year, in the last couple of years, have been thin on tools, and in particular tall defenders, but even at one point tall forwards before, you know, Jamara's come on last year and, kind of fulfilling uh, his potential. And then there's obviously Darcy um, coming off a significant injury. So there's mm. still some question marks. But now with the additional lob, we, just, we made mention of it that where does Bruce fit in? Because we tried to connect the dots of him potentially, or well, the rumour was going to Melbourne to have a medical. And that would all make sense. But now it seems to be Josh Shackey. But where do they fit in now when you have Norton, Jamara, Darcy, yeah. which could be the best of them all? Um, as a ruck forward, Bruce, 
Shacky, and then you add Lob into the equation. Mm. You, you can't fit all them. Len and then Jones you, is coming into play. Uh, yeah. So then you look at the other end. It's Keith Gardner Jones. Yep. Cordy obviously goes out. So they are probably a little bit thin on tall defenders. I'm sure there's probably a couple of younger guys and send a message if I missed anyone. I did it quickly just before. And then you look at potentially some of those. They're going to play arguably two key forwards, and Jamara I think will be that third kind of agile forward that yep. I think is, is a good mix because uh, you can't go in with three legitimate tall forwards, I don't think. So where do they all fit in and who has the potential then to go back? So Shaki has done in the past, only briefly, played as a defender. Obviously didn't persist with it, didn't like it enough, then went back to the VFL and then played forward. So he suggests that they've given up on the Josh Shaki as a defender. So there's not – Josh Bruce isn't definitely going back as a defender, is he? No. Um, and then neither is – you. Some suggested that Aaron Norton potentially go back if Log comes in. <laughs> I like Aaron Norton right where he is, to be yeah. honest. But I know there's plenty of people who say the exact opposite. Senath back. Yeah. And mm. I'm sure he could be a – that's how he was drafted. Of course, could be a very, very, very good player at Senath back. So is that where it kind of fits with kind of Norton, Keith and Jones? But I reckon the pursuit of Liam Jones shows you that they want to keep yeah. Aaron Norton. But they're, they're a bit thin on key defenders, so I think yep. that's why. And then they probably had a bit of an inkling about Cordy as well. But if you're Melbourne, I mean, maybe it's a, a Will Setterfield type deal without disrespecting Josh Shackey completely here. I mean, they're going to lose potentially Sam Wiedemann to Eston. He comes in. He's not the answer. We're not putting him up as the saviour by any stretch. He's 25. Finished the VFL season really strongly. Mm-hmm. I think 17 goals in his last three games. A couple of bags of seven in there as well. Too good for that level. Look, he comes in and may the best man win. The fight for spots is on at Melbourne and, and those who miss out are depth and it'll be done on form. I think he'd be... You know, given they're not selling the farm for him, a nice piece of business if I'm Melbourne, but don't see the is I don't it, see the problem in it. Given Luke Jackson's gone, Toby Bedford's gone, Jaden Hunt's gone, Grundy will come in, and then you get Josh Shackey um, for, for not yeah. a lot on the uh, coming in as well. And how long does Ben Brown have on his deal? Ooh, two years. I reckon he signed a four year deal to come across. So yeah, second year this year, so two yeah. years. So maybe yeah, just trying to spitball, look ahead that potentially with four years, yeah, Grundy coming in. Max Gorn plays more as a permanent forward, so he's arguably a second ruck option, but plays almost like the key, literally key forward, deep forward. And then you have a Tom McDonald, Josh Shackey, so he, he kind of replaces Ben Brown. Because, yeah, respectfully, Ben wasn't going too well and moving that well last year. Yeah. And form was really average as well. So do they are they preparing for that kind of scenario? Maybe. Well, and a bit, Maybe. Of de- a bit of depth, obviously, losing Wiedemann, but does it more look like Gorn as a legitimate key forward slash full forward? Just some growing intrigue on a couple of deals, though. Obviously, Dunkley's the obvious one. What's happening with the Jacob Hopper one is fascinating, given it was always going to be the future first pick 31 and Ivan Soldo. What's happening with the Soldo component? I'm not too sure about it at the moment. Potentially, that is the snag in that deal and the reason why it hasn't come to pass just yet. But one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight is our number. Walter's given us a buzz, BJ, out in Greensboro. He wants to talk about uh, Josh Dunkley. How are you, Walt? Thanks for calling in. No, thank you. Um, yes, look, I'm just thinking, what uh, if this deal doesn't go through with Brisbane, is there any likelihood that he could go to another club? So I'm a Bomber fan, and we nearly had him a couple of years ago. Um, I was thinking maybe Essen could offer uh, 4.22 for Dunkley and their, round, uh, their pick 11. What do you think, boys? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that's going to happen, Walter. I, my my feeling is with Essendon and Dunkley is that the ship has sailed. Now that could I could end up, 
you know, it could always be possible until he signs on the dotted line, wherever it is possible, of course. But I can tell you that the dogs in Brisbane, the lines of communication remain open. They're in negotiations as we speak. So it's not like that has reached a complete and utter dead end. I think all parties involved are still trying to get that deal across the line. Those talks haven't broken down. And I think it's still a pretty big if if we're to run down the road and, and say that it is going to break down A and B, he's somehow going to find himself at Essendon. I just can't see it at the moment, BJ. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin. Sorry, Walter. Sorry, Walt. Uh, Kevin's in Brisbane. Kev, welcome. We got you there, Kevin. We might have lost you. Hello? Ellie, you're on the air, Kev. Welcome. Hello. I just want to know if the Tom Mitchell deal is going to happen. Gee, it's a good question, isn't it? We get that one at least a couple of times a day. Probably last in the line. Yeah. After... As we keep saying, Kevin, it was always going to happen late if it was going to happen. I think it's one of he or Fiorini, and I think they'll explore this one first, and then Fiorini might have to stay put at the Gold Coast Suns, which the Suns would be thrilled with, by the way. They've got no issue with Braden Fiorini staying. Um, but I think, Tom Mitchell, if it is going to happen, it's going to be late. And obviously, we're getting to that stage, aren't we, Kevin? There's a day and a half to go. Um, it might be a fact or fiction one, a bit of homework for later on in the program. We'll try to follow up in one of the ad breaks to get the latest state of play for you. Appreciate the call. Sorry we couldn't shed any light on it as we uh, sit here right now. Kevin, off the text, BJ hit the nail on the head. We say Perth, and normally we make a peace symbol with our hands when we say it. Azza. That's from Azza in Perth. I only say Perth because I've got a few mates that I take the mickey out of them. Golfing buddies over there. Is Jack Bowe's deal done? I think it is. Uh, Scotty, I think it'll be a future third. We'll wait for the confirmation on the paperwork, but just uh, getting a text back from someone before, it sounds as though that one is done. Geelong's future third for Jack Bowe's and pick seven and uh, the two years on his contract. Of course, now the responsibility of the Cats. Boys, what's the latest with the Grundy deal to the Ds? So... This played out exactly as I think we might have workshop yesterday. Is it Collingwood were waiting for the Jackson deal to be done? And then they were going to give us a bit more Melbourne. And that bit more was 13 at Melbourne. So the deal would have been Grundy and 16 from Collingwood. And they get back 13 and 27 from Melbourne. But Melbourne weren't too keen on seeing Collingwood improve their draft hand. So that was a swift no. And I think... They're just going to have to accept what the D's put out there. And I think it's 27 well, at the moment. There might be a swappy, swapsy later on. But it's the first time after the Jackson deal went through that we heard Collingwood say we'll be happy to keep Grundy, right? Yeah. No, that's uh, – <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. To I honest. know, but it started, it started yeah, it playing started. the game. Yeah. It started. So I think 27 still looms as the most likely pillar of that deal, as we've seen right throughout this trade period and in recent times. It's rarely that simple. There'll probably be a – a swap later on in the line. Uh, and also with that text, which I just lost. Uh, I just lost it, BJ. But anyway, there's another element to it. I think it was Sam Wiedemann who we might play as part of our Beaumont's News update a little bit later on. Kenny Beetson of the Sydney Swans talking about how he and Aaron Francis could be involved three-way. in a three-way trade of sorts concerning Melbourne, Sydney and Essendon, which will be interesting. Um, we might take a early, well, we're about on time, actually. We might take a break on trade afternoon. Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard with you. We've got a stack to get to today. Luke Jackson is our headline guest out of 1.30. We've got BJ's bomb. We've got what's the deal. We've got fact or fiction, a stack of news and a stack of audio to play as well. And you're welcome to take part. one three hundred. 23 Drop us a text as well. 0419 187 323. I forgot, speaking of car washes, 
I vacuumed my car yesterday. For the first time, I want to say in a long mm-hmm. time, I slid the seats forward and had a look underneath. And I tell you, anyone who's got young kids will... Yeah, they still in car seats? Mm, yes. One is. Yep. And I tell you what, it's an, there's things under there that had no right to be there. It's and like uh, a little I, mystery box when you pull, it's, pull the car seats out. It's <laughs> gas mask sort of stuff, I can tell you, and thick uh, latex gloves when you're working in that, sort of, uh, in that sort of department. It's trade afternoons. It's from McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And it all's taking place right here on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany, Continental Tyres, and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Well, they might be struggling to get Josh Dunkley in the door, but Brisbane have done exactly that with three-time Premiership star Jack Gunston, a deal done for him. Hawthorne to Brisbane. So the Lions send a 48 and a future fourth-round pick to the Hawks to get their hands on the 30-year-old who's still got to be, Jay. Got to say, 211 games for the Hawks, 14 matches across two seasons with the Crows, but he kicked 32-24 from only 16 appearances this year and has bounced back pretty well from those back issues that he had in recent times. Happy yep. with him? Happy with that get? Yep. Goes to another good team, so smart move by him. It's not bad, is it, yeah. really? And got a good team. It's easy. Particular as a forward, it's easy to get a kick. Has that relationship. And easy to, therefore, kick goals. With the coach and uh, Grant Birchall and a couple of familiar faces up there. Melbourne, we mentioned earlier, have uh, some sort of interest anyway. We'll see whether they frank that interest with a, 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 a formal move, but they've got an interest in recruiting Bulldog Tall, Josh Shackey. And Sydney General Manager of List Strategy and Recruitment, Kinnear Beetson, was on Trade Radio earlier today, confirming Sydney's interest in Essendon defender Aaron Francis. And with talks underway to bring the tour to the Harbour City, Beetson said the Swans, uh, BJ, are looking uh, and working on a three-way deal with the Demons and the Bombers to satisfy all parties. So let's have a listen to Kinnear Beetson earlier on today. Aaron Francis and potentially Sam Wiedemann involved here. Yes, um, there's two things that we're trying to achieve out of this trade period. One is to bring Aaron in. And we're hopeful we're edging closer with that. That might involve a three-way deal with Melbourne. We're exploring that at the moment. Um, Chris Kane's working his way through that with the, the points and numbers and everything that each club requires. The other part of it is we, we do hold selections 14 and 17 and we're open-minded with what we do with them. We would like to get into the pointy end of the draft. Not sure that that's going to be possible, but... Um, of course, we can explore that prior to the draft and we can also explore it during the draft. Makes some sense to you, BJ, if you were to involve Wiedemann and Francis in a, in a three-way uh, trade? Never makes any sense. I don't, I don't know. Never makes any sense? Well, just why, yeah, why, why do you have to get, I don't know. That is make, I, it just sounds like sometimes I make Unnecessarily more, difficult? Yes, and more complicated than it has to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I agree with a lot of the people texting in and saying, why can't they just do this swap and this swap and... In your point yesterday, why do there always has to be a pick coming back the other way yeah. for whatever reason, for an extra few points? I, I don't know. Just, yeah. It always seems a bit more complicated than it should be. And now, obviously, uh, after we left yesterday, one of the biggest trades in AFL history, VFL history, went down yesterday afternoon. At the centre of it was uh, one Jason of or Francis. One of the biggest. 
Uh, I read that it was the biggest. Well, I won't say that without knowing officially, but at the end of the day, it involved six first-round picks. It involved a premiership player and a number one pick as well, and it involved four clubs. So safe to say it was a whopper. A hamburger with a lot, if you like, Uh, and plenty at play with that. Now, it took North Melbourne to trade Jason Orr Francis, number one pick 12 months ago, and their number one pick this year. So the optics of that, not great. It's certainly been a polarising trade. North Melbourne have their reasons for that deal. Brady Rawlings has spoken on that, pointer to the to the draft this year and next. But in regards to Jason Orr Francis and potentially staying at North Melbourne, that some people said they should have made him do that because he's got a one-year contract. This is how Brady Rawlings chose to answer that on SEM Breakfast this morning. The thing that probably... Um People don't realise we've got all the information as mm. a club. We know everything um, that has occurred this year. Um, so we've got all the information at hand and a lot of people don't. Um, and our decision to facilitate the trade for Jason to go home was based on all the information we've got at hand. That's on all the information we've got at hand. So he said a fair bit there without saying a lot. And he's right. We're all on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But but clearly, I think we've spoken about it. If they were to hold him to his contract the, next year, the fear is that it could have become toxic. So they did the right thing. They traded Not only him. only that. It's just that now they can actually – he's yep. still got a bit of value. They can get something back for him. If you wait till next year, you know, potentially he has another poor year and then his, his value's even lower. And – they're looking towards next year's draft. So then if mm-hmm. they get future picks next year, then it'll be in two years' time. Which they and did. Then, yep. Yep. And then what what are the, what well, what does the draft, the upcoming draft the next two years look like? So they could be targeting someone that they you know, are tall or mm. we talked about it earlier about that this year's draft's been quite thin on talls, in particular at key positions. So there might be there might be a couple coming through next year that they actually want the future of first round picks for to get and so there's heaps of things. That they they've Again, like you said, they've got all the information in front of them. And there's there's circumstance and there's context. So it depends on how they view the draft, as you say. And, and Brady Rawlings went on to say this morning, there are three players at the top they rate very evenly. So by trading out one and getting two and three, they can get two of those three players yep. instead of just one. So if that's their um, their, their, and their mission the and their objective, yep. then they've succeeded. And, and and whether that proves to be the right decision or not, we won't know for, for years to come. Yep. Six or seven years, you'll readdress it, but... Yeah, one of these two players they potentially get in, and it looks like potentially being kind of a kind of mid, kind of medium forward type player. They could potentially be better than Jason Horns, Francis. Hey, Tyler's, if you need stock fast, well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. A couple of questions here about Lloyd Meek. Dockers want a future second. Hawks are offering, I think, a future third for him. So future second, I, I think. They'll come to the table to get. It seems like a lot, doesn't it, um, for Lloyd Meek? But I'm sure common sense will prevail there, and that deal will be done. There's been a queue for him. Great answer. <laughs> yeah. There's been a queue for him, but he's been underexposed. I think it's fair to say. And so, who knows? He might be an absolutely shrewd pickup for the Hawks, who have led that queue for some time. Trade afternoons is for McDonald's. We need to take a break. On the other side of it, we're going to have a chat to the newly signed Fremantle Dockers ruckman, Luke Jackson. You're listening to Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. Trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? 
Welcome back to Trade Afternoon. Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard with you up until 3 o'clock before the uh, late trade heavy hitters roll in like they do each and every day. Some breaking news of Ikel Toomey, BJ, while we were just uh, in that break. Collingwood has traded Brody Grundy to Melbourne for pick 27. So there you go. In the end, they Damn. come back to the deal that it was always going to be. And it's pick 27. And I tell you what, it is an absolute steal for Melbourne. I mean, they part with pick 27 for an all-Australian calibre ruckman, who I think can absolutely get back to that, who's 28 years of age, will be motivation, will be through the roof, and they get him at a discounted rate at the same time. At given 700 Somewhere around the $700,000 they would have been offering mark. Jackson anyway. For five years. So it's out Jackson, essentially. Probably not that much to Jackson. It's probably got to the point where he's on that, but it's probably mm. back-ended a little bit. So that's the Brody Grundy situation, who uh, two years after signing that whopping seven-year deal at Collingwood has been squeezed out. Another one squeezed out at Collingwood, and uh, he gets to Melbourne. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch that ruck combination and pairing with Max Gorn and Brody Grundy. Well, As- they've all, they've, for a long time now, They've always gone with – they're one of the – I wouldn't say a few teams, probably a handful of teams now that, that legitimately play two rucks in the same team. Which is exactly what Fremantle are going to do, do. with Sean Darcy and our next guest. A great pleasure to have him in now. Uh, he's got the purple polo on. He's been thinking about this moment, I'm sure, for a long, long time. His name is Luke Jackson. Luke, welcome. Thanks for your time on Trade Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Well, congratulations. I mean, you must be thrilled to finally get it all done and dusted after I imagine a, you know, a, a, a period of time there where you were you were probably sick and tired of all the scrutiny and speculation. Yeah, no, nah, it's good just to get it all done. I reckon, and um, yeah, just a big weight off the shoulders, and um, it's been talked about a fair bit. So um, <laughs> just want to get straight into it, really. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Tell you something else that's been talked about a fair bit, uh, LJ, since uh, since your trade did become official, and that is the unicorn video on the Fremantle socials. I, I want to start with a big uh, issue here. <laughs> I, 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 tailored, of course, to you being the, the unicorn. Did you have Final Cut privileges on this production? Because I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I saw that video as well. I wasn't too sure about it as well. Yeah. You're a little bit younger than us, mate. So Sammy's showing his age here. He's, he's not across TikTok, so... Yeah. You were unsure about yeah, it as well? No, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Nah, it's all good, though. <laughs> I knew you'd see the funny side of it being a, a little bit younger than us. But at any stage during yeah. the last few weeks, mate, did you ever think that there was a possibility that, the, that uh, Fremantle and Melbourne couldn't get the deal done? Were you a little bit nervous? Uh, no, I wasn't really thinking about it too much, to be honest. I was just trying to turn my attention elsewhere and, yeah, not really listening to it and um. Obviously, had my manager talking to me and giving me the um the important details of it. So, no, I wasn't really too worried, but I'm glad it's all done now. And yeah, you and like, how did you deal with it throughout the year? I know the mm. conversations, mate. I've been in the same position, leaving one club. You're a little bit longer, uh, sorry, younger than I was, but just to be just to deal with it during the year whilst being at Melbourne, having to play, and then going on to finals. Like, how, how did you how did you find it? Was it difficult to deal with? Yeah, it was a little bit difficult because um, I've never experienced something like that before but um, and didn't expect there to be so much noise about um, all of it. But, um, yeah, I just tried to focus on footy throughout the year and um, not focus on all that trade stuff. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit difficult at some times because um, you obviously see it pop up um, somewhere. But, um, nah, all good now. 
So you mentioned yesterday, Luke, that obviously in the in the mid-season buy, which is when a lot of these meetings and conversations take place with list managers and, and players and player managers, that you, you got back over there and had a chat to Fremantle. But when did you first think in your mind that you'd like to get home to play your football uh, in Perth? Or was it always something that you had ever since you were, you were drafted that you, you'd like to get back at some stage? Uh, yeah, I hadn't, um, hadn't really thought about that a lot. But um, I guess you always think about, yeah, what it would be like playing back at home and stuff and, um, yeah, being around your family and stuff, being able to play more footy in front of all of them. So, um, yeah, as the year went on, I started to think about it a lot more. And, um, yeah, meeting with Frio and stuff, it yeah, just felt right and um, the uh, best opportunity for me going forward my footy, I reckon. So, uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting started with it all. And as exciting as it is to be joining a new club and, and a, a club that you supported as well growing up, how difficult was it telling Melbourne and, and the conversation perhaps with, with your coach, Simon Goodwin, when did that take place and, and how did you go about it? Yeah, um, I had a yeah, fair few chats with Goody throughout the year and um, yeah, it started the ramp up as the season went on. But um, no, nah, Goody was really good and um, yeah, all the coaches at Melbourne, they were... Um, really big on me, just focusing on footy and um, leaving that stuff to the end of the season. So, uh, no, I had some really good chats with Goody and, um, yeah, it was yeah all good in the end. So was there a feeling that Goody and the coaches perhaps knew that you were going or you were able to give them an understanding you were, you were going, but they were good enough to say, right, well, while we've got you, let's get the best of you. And you reciprocated that. You, you While you're there, you're there. And when you go, you go. Was, was there an understanding that you from the club that you were going to take up the opportunity to, to go home? Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I don't think they were um, 100% sure on whether I was going home or not, but um, they were really big on Goody and the coaches, really big on me just focusing on my role and um, helping get the most out of the team and seeing how far we could go mm. um, into the finals. But, uh, yeah, that was probably the main thing they um, sent across was to just focus all on footy and just focus on all that stuff after the season's done. So just looking ahead, mate, what, is, what does Luke Jackson's role look like at Fremantle next year? Is it uh, a ruck forward mm. uh, working with Darcy in tandem? And, and what was what was the most attractive thing, uh, you know, from Fremantle apart from everyone else? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, maybe that um, forward ruck role that I've been playing at Melbourne, but, not, but um, maybe even... Uh, I think open to playing on a wing position or um, across the whole ground. Um, I think they're pretty open to that. So, now nah, looking forward to yeah seeing what that could look like. And um, yeah, that really interested me um, in getting the Freo was um, yeah being able to play across the whole field. And um, yeah, working with. Um, Sean as well, really looking forward to it. Um, should be good fun. And did you know Sean previously at all, Luke? I mean, what are your conversations been like with, with the big fella? No, I've um, met up with Sean a few times and, um, yeah, all really good chat and stuff. And, um, yeah, he's a really good bloke. So, no, I'm looking forward to um, getting to know him more. And, um, yeah, it should be really exciting to get out there and play with him. Now, I've done a little bit of homework here, Luke. Uh, I, I'm told you golf needs some serious work, and BJ might be able to help you out there, but I know you're into your bodyboarding, and you've got a bit of surfing skill, I'm told, but something that also might need some improvement over there. Yeah. Well, I'm out on the golf course right now with um, <laughs> Good man. Zach, my brother, and um, 
Yeah, we're starting to hit him a lot better. We started off pretty bad. Yeah, but um, I need to get into my surfing more, I think, get off the bodyboard. It'll be good to stand up on the board, I reckon. <laughs> and you're good mates with Luke Travers, aren't you, who basketball fans listening at the moment will know has been drafted to, to Cleveland, to the Cavaliers, but we'll, we'll be playing uh, for the Cats, obviously, in this NBL season. You, you're good mates with him, aren't you? Yeah, really good mates with Luke. We all um, yeah, went through high school together and um, did a lot of basketball tournaments together. So, uh, no, me and Luke are really close mates, yeah. Well, great to talk to you, LJ. Really nice of you to give us some of your time, and we will better let you get back to your golf. Best of luck with the start of a new journey at Fremantle, who, geez, it would be special, obviously, uh, in the hunt for their, their inaugural premiership, which I know would be something that's driving you over there in, the, in this new start. So well done on getting the move done, and, and thanks for joining us on uh, Trade Afternoons. Thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers, guys. Appreciate it. See you soon. There goes Luke Jackson there. Not a lot would phase the big fella, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty laid back, isn't he? Uh, he seems like Got a good temperament beauty. to play golf. He does indeed. Uh, he does indeed. A, uh, another bit of news has just dropped by Josh Gablick. Uh, uh, Collingwood has also completed a trade with Adelaide for Billy Frampton. Josh is reporting. So it's a future third-round pick will head to the Crows for the 25-year-old. So it's all speeding up now. Paperwork submitted. Expect that to be official this afternoon. Josh reporting that at afl.com.au. So Grundy gone, Frampton in. Matt's a Collingwood supporter. He ain't happy, uh, BJ. Pretty disappointed in Graham Wright, Matt says. Really thought that he, after he saved us in the last trade period, he would be all over this. Showed Pye's hand early on and left us in an average position with no room to negotiate. He better not cave on the Ollie Henry deal. <laughs> oh, they're merciless, aren't they? The supporters yeah. at times. He's inheriting a mess. Issues. Correct. Yeah. And that, so that, I don't and, and what is it? Sounds like he's just been reasonably honest in, in all of this and letting probably a few people in the media and then other clubs know the position they're in and what they want and what they need to happen. <laughs> so he's uh yeah, they're they're ruthless. Indeed. And I think just because we're aware of it, if we weren't, doesn't mean the industry isn't. I mean, the industry would know that if Collingwood are up against it cap-wise, even if we don't, yep. it, it's not like uh, something that has to be absolutely broadcast. Player, players talk, player managers talk, list managers talk. Um, that was, by the way, Luke Jackson. Great to have him on the line. LJ, you, you two just on... Just, it's just you know, easier nickname. than saying Luke Jackson. I found it was just quicker. Luke? Uh, well, Luke, I'd like to mix it up. I said Luke a handful of times. Is this an assessment? Or uh, You're listening to Continental Ties AFL uh, Trade Radio. Here's a question for you, speaking of Fremantle. This came out of nowhere. Uh, Christian, did BJ ever really look at going to Fremantle in the trade period? And what golf club did he look at joining? Was it Royal Perth or Lake Carringup? Because I potted you, you're trying to get me back. No, here, I'm not. I just I've got com- a part. I've got the text part there. I don't remember Fremantle coming up, but did they? Come uh, there was early conversations, but I made the decision that uh, with my now wife um, that we didn't want to move. So obviously Ross was coaching at the time. Brad Lloyd was oh, of course that was a link. Yep. Yeah, um, football. Yeah, at the time, who was my former manager and had a great relationship and. And there was a bit of a backstory to this because at the time uh, people were trying to connect the dots and there was a rumour going around that I inquired about a membership at uh, Royal Perth. Did you? Which I quickly shut down. Did you though? No. And I said that if I was going to move to Perth and join a golf club, it wouldn't be Royal Perth. Oh, you gave them a little backhander on the way <laughs> well, through. They used my name in, to help promote their own golf club. Not they enough to just say that's not... Didn't ask for my permission. <laughs> not enough to just say they that's not true. They could have squashed it straight away. 
they chose to run with it. And Fact or fiction? No, it would have been real, uh, not real, but it uh, would have been Lake Karen up. Like, a lot, really like that place. No idea what either course is like, but fact or fiction, is it true that you called- This is my, fact or fiction is my segment, mate. Early fact or fiction. Did you call Royal Perth a goat track or not? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you sure? I, I called it a cow paddock. A cow paddock, right Okay. <laughs> Listening now, I'm glad. Just had to clear I'm never up. walking in there. <laughs> not, not I'm never walking. I won't be allowed in that door ever again. <laughs> You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires. They're engineered in Germany. They're proven in Australia. Plenty happening today on uh, this deadline day eve, if we can call it that, in the 2022 trade period. Up next, what's the deal? Trade Afternoons. For McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Tell you what, pretty epic game. Monday night football uh, on ESPN uh, at the moment. The Raiders and the Chiefs, she's going down to the wire. It looks like BJ, you've got one eye on that one. Um, spoiler alert, Chiefs by one point. 24, 23, 9.25 left in the fourth. A bit of a fluid what's the deal, if you like. I, I was pretty keen to talk about Josh Shackey. Um, there's a lot of upset Collingwood supporters, uh, unfair, uh, uh, upset over the deal for Brody Grundy uh, for pick 27. Uh, and then there's this from Daz. Ollie Henry will get to Geelong, pick 25, and the pick we get from Port for Radagalia, take it to the bank. So Daz saying perhaps a... A second and a third, or a couple of seconds, are going to make their way from Geelong to uh, from Geelong to Collingwood for Ollie Henry, and then I wonder how Josh Shackey could get to Melbourne if it gets to that. So the pick that the D's got for Toby Bedford was a third round pick. It was forty four. Wonder if that holds some appeal from a Josh Shackey perspective, who's out of contract as as well, BJ, um, and just looking for opportunity. Uh, you think if it if it comes to pass that Melbourne are legitimately interested um, enough to have him in the door, this one will happen in no time. Um, to say that he's going to get an opportunity at Melbourne, mind you. Yeah. It's just that he's probably further up the order at Melbourne than he is the Bulldogs if Lobb was to get to the Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, with everything the dogs have got going on uh, in terms of the younger players coming on as well. Um, and Josh Dunkley, right in the thick of it now when it comes to Josh Dunkley. But there's one particular what's the deal I wanted to talk about. So Rory Lobb is... 29 years of age, I think he is. Now, yes, he is in contract. Early next year. So he's in contract, about to turn 30. Fremantle want a first-round draft pick for him. There's a player a few months older than him named Jack Gunston who's won three premierships, and he's just gone for a fourth and a future fourth. Now, I know he's out of contract, and I know he had free agency eligibility even though they traded for him. But don't you find that amazing? It is, but then you've got to put in the context Hawthorne's position. And Fremantle's. Yep. So Fremantle actually need him to stay in the whole scheme of things. But they? but it's still a player. We're still just the product alone. Yes, 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 yes. You, but it's quite a it's quite a big gap. But um, as we were talking before, it's not that simple. No, it's there's, not. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. So yeah, it, it's uh, and I think that's the sticking point and Fremantle's attitude is like as much as he wants to go and you know he's 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 girlfriend's already moved over here. We, you know, we won your contract and two, we actually, we actually want, want and need you as a, as a player for their structure because mm. they're, they're really thin on tall forwards. So Jackson helps with that a little bit. Big Josh Corbett comes across from the Suns, not the same caliber of player, Correct. I know, but uh, comes across nonetheless. And I think 
maybe Dunkley has to happen first for, for the dogs to give uh, enough to satisfy Fremantle without obviously um, going anywhere near their pick 11. So that 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 is a couple of deals that uh, we need to keep an eye on as the next day and a half unfolds. Uh, Brett is in Broad Meadows. He wants to talk about Josh Dunkley, actually. How are you, Brett? Yeah, good. How are you going? We're good. That's good. Um, I'm just, just wondering if Brisbane uh, could possibly throw a curveball uh, just basically with the drafters, I think we need to keep all of them, but if we could trade out, uh, say, a Jared Lawrence or a Rex Matheson uh, and our future first and, and get a second back instead of two seconds, would Bulldogs accept that? Yeah, I just haven't heard, and not to say it's not going to happen, Brett, by any stretch. I wouldn't be that categorical. I just haven't heard any players mention in this exchange mm. with Josh Dunkley. I think it'll be picks, and you are right, though. Um, Brisbane wants something back. They, they need to keep treading water or improving that, that draft haul that they've got for uh, all the reasons we've articulated over the last few weeks now. So That'll um, be, be a slippery slope to go down from... Uh, a team's point of view asking players that if they want to leave, so then if they don't and they say no, then where does that leave well, you've the relationship been in with How, the player is it difficult? and the club? It must be difficult. What do you mean? Well, you've been in the club environment. I mean, it must be – can that upset the apple I, cart if you – well, I, you've, I, maybe I, you've never I, had experience I, of it? Yeah, I can't remember anyone, you know, with, you know, in the best, say, 15 or 10, mm. 10 players that – Probably meticulous and Kilda definitely didn't happen so much at Essendon, but just remember a time where they were asked to be a part of a trade and said no, and then you know, where's that leave the relationship? Probably between yeah the, the club, but the coach and the player because it's like well, I was just disposable and dispensable, mm. you know, as of two months ago, and where, so where do I sit? So it'd be uh, an awkward conversation, or it'd be a hard conversation to start. And it's a slippery slope that if they just go no, well I want to stay, but then where's that? I guess that's probably why, at the end of the day, when players are asked, they kind of buckle because it's like, well, if they're asking me. Yeah, they're telling really, me. They're telling me. Yeah. And they don't really have faith in me and, you know, they can do without me. Why well, stay so where I'm not wanted. Yep. Correct. The old conversation I had probably on day one here when we started, that everyone, players, just like all humans, they want to be wanted and loved. Yep. Uh, Hawthorne are looking to regenerate and reset under Sam Mitchell, but how far is too far when it comes to getting rid of your experienced players? I think it's a question Michael's got on his mind adding Craigie Byrne uh, this afternoon. How are you there, Mick? Good afternoon, gents. I hope you're both well. We are well. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so for me, like being a Hawthorne supporter, and we've had a few premierships since I've been alive, 12 actually, so... <laughs> Um, I'm not really, I'm not really perturbed about what's going on at the moment. And for me, I'm not going to lose any sleep if, if Tom Mitchell and Jago Mira get moved on. But I'm just interested to see how you guys see it. What do you think, Beach? Could how they cut? Could they cut too far and expose their underbelly a little bit? Too yeah, I think teams have done act. that. Yeah, that's the balancing act. So again, they know. Yeah, it, more so that middle tier kind of group that the next core group coming through and how capable they are, where they sit in terms of, you know, their leadership, even their own standards, training standards, you know, living standards, all that kind of thing. So that's up to the club and the coach to make a decision. Do we need the older experienced players to keep teaching these younger players, Mm. you know, how to do things, how to train, how to act, all that kind of thing. Or are they in a pretty, 
you know, albeit they are young, are they in a really strong position? Are they, you know, have they cottoned on pretty early and they're actually in a good position there? So they can probably then afford to then um, trade and get rid of, not, I wouldn't say all, I don't think it's healthy to get rid of all experienced kind of older leaders in particular, but they're probably a little bit more flexible. But that's up to the club to discuss. We actually don't, we're just making pure assumptions. So you, you based on what, if it does happen, you'd probably say they're pretty confident of where they're at and the, you know, the culture and the standards they have. Thanks for the call, Mick. Just uh, one last quick one before the break. Uh, Andy's over in Fremantle. He wants to talk about the Grundy deal and a bit of Lloyd Meek as well, who's trying to get himself out of the Dockers. How are you, Andy? How you going, boys? Good, thanks. Excellent. Just, just reckon, I mean, what, Grundy's gone for 27 yep. and the Dockers won a future second for Meek. But that pick's going to be around like 2021 next year. I think it's way overs for him. He's not going to get much game time next year with Jackson and uh, Darcy playing as well. Yeah, Lloyd Meek in terms of if he stayed at Fremantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he stayed as overs yeah. what they're asking for. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe and Hawthorne if if the reports would be to uh, believe they're offered uh, a third, so um, future third compared to a future second again. The risk of repeating myself. Could there be other pick swaps going on with that as well? Could be something at the back end. I think it'll happen though, Andy, to answer your question, and it'll be something um, that we won't even blink at in the end. I reckon when the deal gets done for for Lloyd Meek to get over to Fremantle, I think that's how uh, old's Lloyd Meek? Uh, that's an excellent question you ask. Not old by any stretch, but only just... thinking ahead that Hawthorne's ruck stocks would be reasonably healthy if he was to go there. Yep. So. He's 24, 24 years of age, yep, from the Rebels. Ned Reeves, who did most of the work last year. Benny McAvoy just retired. Mm. Max Lynch left Collingwood to go to Hawthorne. Yep. My assumption is that arguably got promised that he was next in line, maybe after Benny. Um, And then chuck in Meek yep. in, the, in the mix. So they're, they're pretty – they'd be have they have good depth anyway. So one or two of those will be missing out. Sammy, please stop talking about anything other than the Grundy deal. What the hell kind of robbery <laughs> is this? And that is written in full capital letters off the text as well. I said they're a bit upset. They're a bit upset. Oh four one nine one eight seven. You have to be angry at your footy club. No, I think he's saying we should uh, describe it uh, what it is, which is robbery uh, off the text. Well, that's what I'm saying. It is, yeah. but it's it's you're angry at your football club for. If we, we might rewind themselves in this predicament. The way that deal was struck with Brody Grundy is so interesting in the sense that that club was divided at the time they yeah. did the deal. Oh, now we know that, right? And now we know that, absolutely. And it maybe makes a little bit of sense as to how they got themselves into this position, uh, given the change in personnel at that club since then. Everyone is well aware of the details. I think so. Well, we'll flesh you, it out anyway on the other side you, of this. Just, that, just for just for his sake, that was, you keep talking about it. You want to you just talk about the details, everyone else. That's someone the, came over the top and said this is not happening. Correct. That's uh, what's the deal for the Ego Power Tools range? Think outside with the Ego Power Plus fifty six volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. We'll be back after this on Trade Afternoons. Thanks to McDonald's, where they've got the McSpicy range back in the house. Can you handle the heat? And can you handle BJ's bomb, which is up next? Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. A lot of traffic off the text, BJ. How would you feel if you're Dunkley with the club who's been trying to lure me there, prioritising draft picks in front of him? Do you think Dunkley would be rethinking going to the Lions due to how they are treating him is a question off the text. Something doesn't appear right with the Jacob Hopper deal. Soldo was mentioned days ago. This should have been done and dusted by now. Um... 
Trying to make it more complicated. I, don't, I think I think that text is right though. I mean, but I think we, the the Brisbane and the up. Dunkley uh, comment. Who was that? Sorry, uh, no name no, attached. No. Uh, but I think that's more directed at the Bulldogs rather than Dunkley oh, yeah. being anything personal towards him. You reckon? Well, I think they're just in a standoff and they're saying, "Well, the Bulldogs came out pretty strong, didn't they?" Yeah, it depends who you ask. I reckon with these things most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, we know the dogs pointed to the Tim Durando situation, twelve and nineteen for Tim. Well. They view him as at least on a par with that. But the Lions, as we said, can only offer what they can offer. But then they went and traded 15 away. So that didn't go down yeah, too Yeah, that's, well. that's what I'm saying. It's more, it's the more and oval a, either. a kind of middle mm. finger to the Bulldogs, not Dunkley. I know inadvertently it's probably affects yep. him. But. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, just before we get on to your bomb, there was a good text uh, that landed here. Now, it started off not great because this text, a mix, said the Hawks don't have a Ruckman when we know they've got a couple. They've got uh, Reeves and they've got uh, Maxi Lynch. But Mick knows Lloyd Meek. He says he's 24. He's head and shoulders the best Ruckman in the waffle by a long way. Peel BNF and would be better than half the Ruckman in the AFL. As a Frio member, I say keep him unless the Hawks offer a second round pick. So he knows Lloyd Meek if he doesn't know the Hawthorne Ruck situation. But he'll also spend McAvoy. Otherwise, I've got a couple of Rucks on their list. Okay. BJ, you ready? Is the lava building? It's time for BJ's Bomb. I don't know if lava was ever involved with bombs. No, no, but I just wonder, is it is is the lava building inside? Anyway, my now, bomb listen, is... Before you go it, into it, though, you, you, before you go into it, I'm just telling you for your own... Jeez, you fight up about this one. <laughs> no. There is a piece of audio for context at your disposal. Yes. Can we play that now? I detest long-term contracts, and I think rarely, if ever, do they work out in favour of the club. Now, there's a couple of exceptions. Mm-hmm. You, you might say Dustin Martin. You know, yep. you tick that one off. You're going to win three premierships and three Norm Smith medals. No worries. Buddy Franklin probably gets gets the tick. Other than that, I'm I'm yet to see too many examples of them working. Uh, I can see why they've done this, though, and you might say that that's the Port Adelaide bias, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you why. So one of those years is guaranteed on on a standard yes. second-year player contract, which is going to cost them 120 grand plus match payments. So if he doesn't play, you know, 120 grand, well under the AFL average. So there's one. So it's essentially a five-year deal. The guy's 18. Like, he's, he's 18 years of age. So at the end of this deal, he's going to be 24, 25 years of age. Now, Cornsy, this, this raised my eyebrows when I, when I read this this morning. He's been very, very strong on long-term deals. And then you throw a young kid in that's number one draft pick that's had a really poor year, a bit of controversy around him now and that leaving. And his old team, this is where the Port Adelaide bias comes into it. <laughs> He's tried to back back over his comments about long-term deals and been very critical of them, as I have. I've agreed with him. And then now that it's Jason Horn francis potentially a generational type player that's been said about him and his old team, that he's, he's trying to justify it to a f- – a six-year deal, which he, he does provide context around one of them is his existing deal, his, his, his uh, original two-year deal. But then a, uh, a five-year deal to an 18-year-old unproven player. Yeah. Well, he's 19 as well. Well, 19, And, and he sorry. called Jacob Opper 20. He said Jacob Opper was 27. He's added two years to Jacob <laughs> Opper's age. Trying to justify. Like thinking, hang on a so minute. Always like like, I always like to keep Cornsy accountable, as I've done earlier. We in the love, year on the but we show. love Kane. We but love just, Kane. Yep. But this was an opportunity for some this nice just As soon as I read this, I went, really, Kane? Really? So I want to <laughs> drop a bomb on you 
But now contradicting yourself uh, and all year running a campaign, and I've been on that campaign with you about long contracts only ever suiting one party, and that is the players. It is interesting because I would have thought there's a risk attached giving a six-year deal to a 19-year-old who the query in the year just gone, whether unfairly or fairly whatever, fact is there was some professional issues. The, I don't even think the King boys got a, a five-year deal after their first initial two. They well, got they, an extension. They, no, they chose, well, Ben, not sure, sure about Max got four, I reckon. We'll get Sammy to check that. Ben, Gold Coast would have signed for 10 if they could. <laughs> You're kidding me. They would have no, signed no, him no, for 12. No, 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 they no. would have done 13. In the yeah, end, he true. chose to, to sign for two. So that's a different... But just pro- I'm pro- trying to provide context. But it's, it's it was proved four, by uh, you, Cornsy. Sammy uh, did check. It was four years for Max. Just King. protecting his own backyard there. So that's your little bomb there. I don't yeah, mind Cornsy. that. And I backed out of the room and you were very fired up about that. So I needed to get out of your way. Uh, but Jason or Francis is at the Port Adelaide Football Club going forward. Is it, I reckon there's a few Richmond supporters just starting to get ants in their pants over the Jacob Opper situation. Not sure if Aaron is one of them, but he's down in Geelong. How are you, Azza? Yeah. Good day, guys. How are you? We're well. Good, Aaron. Um, yeah, the Jacob Opper deal. I've heard about Solo going and what's the deal with that? It's like, heard nothing since. No. No one has, Aaron. Uh, it's uh, being tightly kept at the moment, as they say in the classics. I tried to find out. You're right, Soldo was mentioned. In fact, Soldo did the medical. So did, did the Have meeting. we heard from Soldo? No, not a peep out of a van. Terms of so I don't whether know. Whether he wants to go again, because it's at his discretion, right? When he's a contracted player, he can choose to say no. Don't know what the situation is there. So Aaron, we'll try to find out as the uh, as the hours unfold with Jacob Hopper, whether it goes into tomorrow or not. We'll, we'll wait and see. A confirmation, as we said earlier, the Jack Bowes deal done. So uh, pick seven and Bowes, future third round pick from the Cats. It was always going to be once they parted with their future second. Braden's in Ballarat. Braden, welcome to you. Hey boys, uh, how are we? We're well. Um, just wondering, what do we, if Melbourne does go after Shaki, what's he worth? Yeah, we were spitballing that a little bit earlier, weren't we? Um, we, we felt something sort of later on, maybe a pick in the fifties or a late third rounder or a, a fourth rounder third, even. Fourth rounder. Yeah. For, out of contract, out of favour. Yep. I don't think uh, Bulldogs have any real currency or. No, in fact, they've given him permission to have a look around the course and said that you'll have to wait until after the trade period to learn whether you'll be uh, recontracted. Braden, have you got a foot in either camp, Melbourne or the Dogs? Um, oh, Melbourne supporter. So Because I've heard that apparently Bruce did a medical with Melbourne last week and then I've heard um, nine news reported on the first day that we're chasing Lockie Hunter. So mm. I don't know mm. what that is. Not sure about Bruce Braden. I'm really disappointed in Brendan Goddard that he didn't uh, jam the brakes on the Kia Carnival and jump into that uh, car wash so that he could have confronted Josh confronted. Bruce. I know, I know Brucey. Like, and I'm said, Brucey, best mates, but we've, we've been Brucey, to a couple of weddings together. But he could have just wound the window down and said, Brucey, do us a favour. Yeah, I was under pain. I couldn't. There was no turn off either. No, I, I actually, actually thought about it. I, I have mean, checked this one out, actually. There was no truth at all to it. Uh, that Melbourne. would have been better to prove you wrong if I pulled over <laughs> and goes, yeah, I actually, no. I actually did. Well, then I would easily be able to out some people as a bunch of lies. <laughs> That's right. And uh, no, they said they haven't discussed him even, let alone a medical. So uh, I think uh, Josh Bruce going absolutely And Braden, nowhere. that Lockie Hunt uh, rumour was tied to a, him being at the Melbourne Best and Fairest after party. That's right. We got a call on that, didn't we? We got a call on it yesterday. Yes, yes. Saying that he was And you, the... you held uh, them accountable of where the connection was and he 
he kind of justified it. Now, Joe's taken issue with you. Another text. Joe? Yeah, Joe. Where's Joe? Another text in full caps lock. Where? The obligation is on the Lions to get Dunkley over the line, not the Bulldogs. Yes, that's true. And there's about six exclamation marks that he's that's very true. upset with that's you. That's true. But I just think there's a there's a bit of a back and forth between the two clubs based on the, I guess, the tone set early from, from the outside and what we know from the Bulldogs. Mm. There's a bit of back and forth, all right. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of trades today. So Jack Bowes are through to the Cats. Jack Gunston through to the Brisbane Lions. We still await confirmation of uh, a couple of monster deals that are still to take place over the course of the next day and a half. It's deadline day eve, if you like, on uh, Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. I might just also, the West Coast perspective in the mega trade yesterday, um, BJ, there perhaps they were seen to be the one that perhaps gave up the most. I know there's been a lot of debate around North Melbourne and giving up Jason or Francis, giving up this year's pick one, but certainly West Coast's decision to part with pick two in exchange for eight and 12 raised a few eyebrows with the list manager, Rowan O'Brien, earlier on on Trade Radio. Uh, let, let listeners in into the reasons why West Coast did uh, get involved in that mega deal yesterday. From our point of view, we had two things that we were mindful of. One was obviously to try and maximise the draft outcome. I think we've stated all the way through this that um, we're in a period where we want to go back to the draft and and get the right outcomes there and also uh, to uh, try and uh, facilitate a deal for Junior Rioli to go to Port Adelaide, which initially we thought the two may be separate, but the longer it went on, it probably became... Uh, clear that um, both things were were probably going to work out better if they were linked. There's Rowan O'Brien there from the West Coast on their uh, decisions uh, to part with pick two for eight and 12. Another fact or fiction, I suppose, until your segment starts. <laughs> you started laughing. I can throw these at you. Well, Lachlan's texting. Now, you are a family man these days. I mean, I we're, we're not of a similar vintage, but you're, yeah. you're a family man. Are like you Lachlan? Because you saw me driving the... That's a good idea, actually. No, Lachlan has texted in, fact or fiction, does BJ really drive a Kia Carnival? <laughs> yes, that is true. It's a good looking. I mean, if you are going to get a people mover, it's a good looking one. Yeah, and I am not ashamed by it. We love it. Good Three on kids. You. Hey, you've got to be practical. We're not really out of four, so we've already got the car. We just need a bigger house. But, uh, Cleaning you know, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's that's the family car, mate, the Kia Carnival. And you've got the little, uh, like little SUV kind of thing to run around in. So, no, the Kia Carnival, kids love it. Open the doors. Get in the back. Get yourself in there too. Walk up the aisle to the back seats. Said there's some some things growing in the back that so I found a couple of days ago, like there's you said. Real Griswold's family vacation sort of stuff, and I love it. So there you go, Lachlan. It's fact. Uh, off the text, Johnny in Brisbane. The dogs have overreached again. This is the Brisbane supporter perspective again, BJ. Dunkley only worth one first rounder. The Lions need to hold their ground. The dogs are just trying to be Essendon and being a pain to trade with. The dogs are being arrogant. Look, he just keeps going. One first round or he can go through the draft. Well, then you miss out too, Johnny. And if I was Dunkley, I would say if anyone drafts me before the Lions, I will retire immediately. (laughs) A great text from Johnny. I love it. Uh, Continental Ties AFL Trade Radio. Leroy, Leo. Darren, you're in Epping, and Sam as well. We'll get to you on the other side of this break as a priority. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? 
A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Tell you what, epic game of Monday Night Football. Uh, the risk of repeating myself there. The Chiefs lead it by, spoiler alert, by one over the Raiders. I reckon 47 seconds left and the Raiders marching down the field at the moment as we go to a video review. We'll keep an eye on that one. Beaumont's news update. Ryan Daniels, I tell you what, if Jago Amira is gettable, the clubs are taking their tickets and they're getting in line because Channel 7 Perth Ryan's reporting that Fremantle is engaged in talks to try to acquire Jago Amira from Hawthorne. In the early stages, he's reporting with GWS still in the mix to land the Hawks midfielder. It's come late. Has it? The deal to get Brody Grundy from Collingwood to Melbourne's been done. Certainly uh, stirred up the hornet's nest in uh, in black and white. The Demons, well, all they've had to do is send pick 27 to Collingwood to land the dual All-Australian, and they get him at a discounted rate as well. The Pies have also traded in Billy Frampton from Adelaide for a future third-round pick. And as we said earlier, Gold Coast have traded Jack Bowes and pick seven to the Cats in exchange for a future third-round pick. Dazza has nailed it on the text. <laughs> I call my wife's Kia Carnival the Apple core carrier. I tell you what, Dazza, my wife leaving Apple cores in our car, Mitsubishi Outlander, drives me up the wall. Sometimes I find three Apple cores at like, the foot of the car. I like how he said, I call my wife's Kia Carnival. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's disowning it. He's indeed. Up. But he's right, Apple core or a rotten fruit oh. carrier, just that. The mandarin peels, the banana, banana skins, the everything that you find at the back, and it's all like it's only when you really take the seats out and you oh. rip the rip it open, you find these things growing back there. No vacuum cleaner strong enough, I'm telling you. Tilers need stock fast, or Beaumont Tiles are ready to help. Over 115 outlets stocked up. Leroy is up on uh, up in Central New South Wales. Leroy, you keeping dry up there or what? Try to, mate. She's a bit wet at the moment. More rain coming, so good, good luck. How you going, boys? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's good. Just want to talk about Shacky and and Wiedemann and North and why they wouldn't show some interest at least in them. Are they just that confident someone like Comden's going to come through? Or yeah, yeah, I, I, they've never been players of interest as best as I'm aware, Leroy. They haven't come up in any conversations. I mean, they got Comden. You mentioned they've got uh, Larky. Uh, Zerha, who plays that medium forward role. And who's the mid-season pickup they got, Leroy, who some supporters have got big hopes for? His name just escapes me at the moment. Have you got him on the tip of your tongue? Uh, yeah, Dawson, he's, he's a backman. But no, yeah, there was a... He's a good kid. Dawson. Okay. And Leroy, has anyone ever told you you sound like Mick McGuan? Uh, actually, I did meet Mick McGuan many, many years ago when I was training uh, uh, under <laughs> you, there. So, you sound exactly yeah. like him. I know Mick well. Uh, yeah. Just thought I'd throw that one out there. Might have been Mick calling up as Leroy as a disguise. Uh, Leroy, sorry we can't help you out with that. I don't think so, though, to answer your question. I don't think we'll see them at North Melbourne, but we'll see how we go. Leo's in Shepparton. Leo, Asava Radigalia. Yeah, boys, I think this one's a disgrace. How can Geelong, like, knock back 33? He's barely worth pick 50. Surely Port's getting robbed in this deal. <laughs> but Leo, but Leo, he's contracted. So he's whatever yeah. uh, whatever they're, Geelong they're... say he's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how can Amon go for pick 27 as a compo pick and, and Radigalee is worth six picks? Yeah, well, we're trying to compare apples with pears there, unfortunately. I know, I know what you're saying. You, you, you're in the Port Adelaide camp? I am. Yeah. So you think that's... Fair and fair and reasonable. Thirty three. They should let him go. 
Oh, I think it's overs. I, I, he, he didn't play. I don't think he played at all this year. He played a couple no, of games. He, they they were a pretty good side, did. though. You'll agree. Yeah, well, oh, they were good, but. If he's not playing, and Billy Frampton, I'd I'd nearly compare him to Billy Frampton, who's gone for a future third. I'd definitely rather Radigalia, but geez, I think he's a bit stiff. Mm. BJ, uh, sorry, I was tuned out. I was reading the text. <laughs> oh come on! Sorry, Leo. I sorry, Leo. To, I tried I to go. Like, well, the left it with you. I tried to go to the three hundred and thirty-four gamer, and all he's doing is reading texts on Kia Carnival. So apologies for that. Darren's in Epping. Darren, we'll try and get BJ engaged uh, with you because you want to talk about Ollie Henry. Welcome. Yeah, how you going? I just wanted to ask your opinion. I kind of were prepared to give over. I mean, take twenty-seven for Grundy, who's was in contract and is a lot better player than um, Henry. But they're digging the hills and saying they won't pay. Well, they won't accept twenty-five. I just don't understand why. And does that now mean that John can use pick seven if he goes to the draft and use pick seven to get him? Uh, well, Darren, the difference between the, the pair is cash. Uh, you asked me what the difference is. Well, one's Different. getting paid a million dollars a season and the other one's struggling to get a contract that he likes out of the club. So totally different kettle of fish. You know, the, the wage that Grundy's commanding and is committed to for five years, they just simply can't keep him Collingwood. They want to better balance their list. They don't want to lose Ollie Henry, but at the same time, they wanted to sign him on the terms that were right for them and they weren't about to budge. Rewinding a couple of months, the Henry camp wanted a little bit more out of the deal from a financial perspective. And that is what has led to looking elsewhere and Geelong getting involved and now the family lure and the wanting to get down the highways all come in. It's sort of too much water's gone under the bridge now, but they're totally different, which is why Collingwood can make that sort of stance on Henry that they can't make on Grundy, if that makes sense. Six, seven in the draft, if he goes to the draft to get him? No, no, No. that's that's, that's too high. No, no, I wouldn't have thought so, Darren. I wouldn't have thought it'll get to that anyway. I'm, I'm not sure if Ollie Henry's about to yeah, turn around and nominate for the draft. Yeah, they're but, vulnerable with with Gundy. They had to they had to make a compromise somewhere. They offload his contract. Sammy's on the line. He wants to talk uh, Tom Mitchell. Love to help you out with this, Sammy. I'm not sure I can, but what do you what do you how do you want to attack it? Yeah, hi guys. Um, yeah, just the thoughts about Tom Mitchell heading to Collingwood. I mean, there was a bit of speculation earlier in the draft, I mean, in the trade period, and it seems like it'd be a bit of a task to get it done now. What do you guys think it would take? What what, what would be necessary? I, I don't I don't think it's any less likely, Sam, than what it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, to be honest. Um, but it's getting to the nitty-gritty now, isn't it? I think they wanted to take care of all their other business, Collingwood. They've done that. Uh, Frampton, McStay... Hill, they were the priorities. Grundy's Grundy. now gone. So hopefully, if, if if you do like the player from your perspective and, and your point of view, hopefully they can uh, make the move to, to bring Tom Mitchell in if the price is right and the pick is right and all that sort of stuff. So I still think it's a live chance, absolutely. Uh, Ben's in Strathmore. Benny, Rory Lobb. Yeah, boys. Um, so now that Freo's got Jackson and maybe even Corbett, obviously, is that does that probably open up more likelihood of Lob, like letting Lob leave for the Bulldogs? Uh, it makes it a little bit easier if he does. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't think Corbett's a walk-up start in the Fremantle's team. So I guess there's a little bit of depth or a bit of insurance if he does leave. But I still think their preference is to keep him in terms of 
you know, a legitimate key forward with Tabernak is if then he leaves, then it is Jackson Tabernak on a combination. But it looks a, a lot better with Lobb, Tabernak, and Jackson floating through as a kind of third tall. Yeah, it makes sense from the surface. I mean, from the outside looking in, it makes sense that Jackson and Corbett would come in, that they might be more inclined to letting him go, Ben. And listening to the Rory Lobb camp, there might have been some some assurances given going back to the start of the year and this time last year that um, hang around for another 12 months and we'll sanction a trade this time, but they've been. Re- and you, have you heard this? Or? Yes, okay. yes, yes. This has been, this has been spoken about. So they've about. said it 12 months ago. That. Just hang hang around and potentially get it done for you yes. next year. And yes. now they're digging their heels in yes. saying... And not a, well, aren't they digging their heels in? I mean, David Walls has been categoric publicly and privately as well that they absolutely will not trade him and they'll hold him to his contract. So they've been really strong on it. Um, still think it happens, mind that's a, you. That's but a big uh, story from you. A year ago that they said... No, no, this has been... Stick around and we'll, we'll help you out. This has been bubbling away for a while. Old posts have on moved. The, on, the, on the record, yep. Uh, Nick is in Perth. Nick, uh, the mega deal and how it um, how it affected North Melbourne. What was your read of it? So I just wanted to say, um, I've heard a lot of media heads talk about how North's getting shafted in this deal and to be honest, I just don't see it that way. And I'm wondering what your opinion is of it. Um, North obviously lose Jason or Francis, a former number one pick, but he wanted to leave anyway. And he didn't have the best year. And North probably get Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw with picks two and three, as well as a wealth of picks in the uh, mid-ranges of the draft. I just understand how North are losing here. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Nick. I, I think there's a lot of people that do as well that... We talked about it earlier in the show that North had all the information they had in front of them regarding Jason Horn Francis, uh, his intentions, how he um, you know, was around the club this year, his attitude, all that kind of thing, and they felt it was in their best interest to let him go this year, which I agree that at this point he's still got some value. They could potentially get the best deal this year rather than waiting until next year, as you're highlighting or alluding to, that he, they wait until next year and he's out of contract. It doesn't have as much value depending on how he goes next year and the probably likelihood of him actually performing really well uh, in his position and his mindset is, is probably pretty slim. So I, I, I think they've you know done reasonably well. And then two and three where they go with that, because we talked about it, mm. I think late last week, just, I think they're in, in a strong position in terms of their midfield and their future midfield. So it might be, might be one midfielder they add to that group, obviously losing Horn Francis. So it might be, you know, a Wardlaw or, or that, uh, outside of Ashcroft, and then you know, do they then throw a bit of a curveball and try and fill a void? And there's not too many key position players being ruck, uh, sorry, uh, forwards or backs. So to, I don't think I've read the kind of draft order, and I think it's late, maybe teens as a ruck that's one of the better ruckmans in this year's drafts, more later, mid teens. So I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you that. Uh, they did what they need to do right now because it's uh, it's best for them now rather than waiting another year and you know the unknowns with what comes with that and waiting a year. Fremantle are in the running for Jager O'Meara and I'm told a lot of texts on Tommy Mitchell that there is some progress being made with him and Collingwood. So that one um... and Jay is from Perth as well, yep. right? Yeah. So there's a bit of the connection there. So I wouldn't I don't think he'd be reluctant moving back home. So that one well and truly still alive when it comes to Tom Mitchell. And there's a bit of competition now that O'Meara is gettable uh, out of Hawthorne. Uh, Jason Horn, Francis, BJ and Chris Davies 
Uh, the head of football at Port Adelaide is speaking to the media at the moment at Alberton, so we'll bring you that audio soon. It'll be interesting to hear from uh, the former number one pick now that that move is complete to Port Adelaide. Uh, send through your fact or fictions now. Uh, I've got if, a text here. Yeah. Sammy, this is directed at you. Stop telling lies. Fremantle had categorically denied any agreement was made with Lobb about leaving. Utter nonsense. This isn't me speaking. This is the Roy Lobb camp and his manager, Colin Young, had made it clear that there was there their their understanding and read of the situation and memory of the situation was that there were words spoken when the trade fell over last year. And, um, well, Fremantle can say the opposite. Uh, we are simply the messengers of both sides of the fence, so, BJ. So he's back to... Uh... He's doubled up on that. Another sighting. Connor McKenna sighted in Geelong today. Hello. A sighting. We do love a sighting. And I'll notice that uh, Trade Radio, our, our Twitter handle at Trade Radio, uh, if you want to take, uh, get online and uh, get, on, get on Twitter and finish finish this sentence, I think we've tweeted out here, the Jack Bowes deal is dot, dot, dot. So you want to jump on Twitter and have your say on that. We might read out a couple of those responses on Trade Afternoons for Maccas. Send through your fact or fictions now. Uh, you're listening to Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? It's time for Fact or Fiction. All right, Sammy. Fills me with dread, I'll yep. be honest. And I'm going to follow up on all the homework you had throughout our time here on Trade Afternoons tomorrow in our last show. Oh, good. Not today. But for now, fact or fiction, the Ollie Henry deal will be done today. Oh. And what does it look like? Finally, what does it look like? Uh, that is a very... It's impossible to say fact at this point. Well, how can you say fact that that's going to be done today? I mean, there's, but we've been given no in- indication whatsoever that they're close, so I can't say fact. I'm more inclined to say fiction. There's a chance it doesn't happen, to be honest. I'm a bit worried about that one. Um, hey, by the way, a stack of response coming through for finish this sentence, the Jack Bowes trade is. So jump online. They are coming thick and fast, and a couple have made their way through to us on the text here as well, BJ. Continue. Okay, fact or fiction, Braden Fiorini to the Saints if he doesn't get to the Pies. I think he stays at Gold Coast. So I think that's fiction. I think if he doesn't get to Collingwood, he stays at Gold Coast, and the Suns would be happy with that. Sons would be happy with it. Sons would be happy. So with it's it. Fiorini then exploring his options. Yeah, he's been given a permission to do that, but the yep. Sons are happy to keep him. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction? Martin Frederick, brother of, oh, to West Coast. So Martin answer. Frederick from Port Adelaide. Uh, put my hand up. Uh, homework, homework basket. Yeah. Haven't Re- checked replacement it out. for Junior Rioli. So kind of, there's okay. kind of makes sense. <laughs> fact or fiction? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Adrian Dodoro. Has gone fishing. No, he hasn't. He definitely hasn't gone fishing. He has not. He's, he's gone been, cold on you. He's been working the phones. Uh, he's he's there. He's alive. I've checked in with him because I did say that, you know, it hurts me that we don't speak anymore. But he is with us he's and really, he's, he's trying he's really very, up shop. he's trying very hard. Been a hard, been a hard, high degree of difficulty for him, which yeah. we've spoken about. Sympathy. Uh, What's this? Dunkley. Fact or, fact or fiction. Dunkley will get walked to the preseason draft and picked up by the Crows oh, in Big Five. No, I think fiction. I think fiction. That will not. So watch this happen. space, though. What? Hundred percent. Yep. Fact or fiction? Goddard's favourite smackable confectionery is Haribo's. <laughs> Why does everyone get confused about what were 
or what was the item that I smacked off the table? Oh, pretzel. It was pretzels. A humble pretzel. Yes. Yeah, but that's to, that can't be your first smacking. You must have smacked smacking. a few other things in your time. I've actually, uh, truth be told, you had to tell me or show me what the Haribos were. So uh, we didn't or never had those at the Glengarry General Store back in my day. Now, normally this sort of question is asked and answered at the end of trade period, so post tomorrow night's deadline, but Luke's thrown it out early. Fact or fiction, Hawthorne have had the worst trade period this off-season. Out of all the other teams? Yeah. They've been unsighted. Yeah, that's but the I'm, question. I'm, I'm, yeah. Fact or fiction? Well, probably. Yeah. Probably what? Probably yes. Probably fact. Fact. I think it's fact. Yeah. At the moment. With the data they, go. they, they got a... a Gunston yeah. gone. Yep. Mitchell will probably go. No, that's in train. Yeah, so the clear plan is to get in youth, Omira. right? So now yeah. you'd say that However, with O'Meara and Mitchell, potentially they've still got a little bit up their sleeve that they get in picks. Will it, they for those guys? Will those guys command big picks back the I'm other way? Say, so I'm at gonna, the moment they've got second rounder for O'Meara and yeah. arguably second or third rounder for Mitchell. Yeah. So, I mean, at the so moment, they've got be picks in the 20s. 624 and 48 and 52. So, it's not exactly a gold mine at the draft. No, not exactly. Either. But if they're able to get a couple more picks in the 20s, that would be a pretty good result. And if they bring in Lloyd Meek, then that's a little tick there you go. as yeah. well. So, so there's, some, there's a little bit to play out. There's a little bit to play out. The Saints would have to be. Have to be so, at least, the, the, it's, well, what your journalistic work, uh, we know that they've got some things in the pipeline. And talks, but then out of St Kilda, there's there's nothing, right? Am I saying, or is there? They've tried. Is 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 fact or fiction? Is the Hunter Clark to North Melbourne done and dusted? There's a small amount of fact here, but I reckon it's ninety percent fiction, and the Saints have shut it down. So talking to Brady Rawlings this morning, he said the door was ajar, but only ajar, and he conceded that it was just about shot to bits. So if you're St Kilda supporter, you're probably happy with that. Um, fact or fiction? Bo spends his time in the VFL. Geelong shafted him. What? Fact or fiction? Bose spends his time in the VFL at Geelong. That's that's fact or fiction. fiction. That's just a a huge assumption. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Question. Fiction. Fiction. I agree. I think he plays in the twenty-two almost every week. It's okay. What are you all right? You with us? No, I'm, I'm still reading too. Martin Frederick is a halfback. That's a good point. My bad. Junior early, but I thought I, I thought I saw him playing at half forward at some point. Uh, the Jack Bowes deal is the indication to the competition. Geelong isn't going anywhere. Bruin, Bowes, uh, Henry, well, hopefully uh, for them, by two. Atkins, uh, Guthrie, De Koning, Close, Stengel, Holmes, Parfit. There is a brand new Cats team bubbling below the surface. I don't think they're bubbling below the surface. <laughs> I think they're simmering over the top at the moment. Going to be amazing. That's off the text. Um, they're the fact or fictions for the week. There's a couple more here, BJ. Uh, Bailey Banford will barely play seniors again, even with everyone that's left the Dockers. Hashtag free that man. Yeah, he's been frustrated by a lack of opportunity at times. Up to him to decide. Up for him to decide. Uh, fact or fiction, Henry would be open to a move to another club with a better deal if the trade doesn't get done. I reckon that's a, that's a chance of happening. I reckon that's oh, a fact. Oh, that just squashes the theory of wanting to go home. But a lot of... A his lo- brother. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of things would have to take place there, uh, obviously. Um, hey, mate, how's a trade O'Meara for Meek? I wonder if those two could mm. be involved. Something we the haven't discussed. The old player discussed. swap. Direct. They are a rare bear, aren't they, yep. these days? Benefiting both teams. We haven't had... I wonder... But then that then that just ruins my theory that Hawthorne's trying to get draft picks. When was our last player for player swap? There's a question without notice. That we, we might have to go back a bit, wouldn't we? 
Sure, we mm. just had a player for player swap. No picks attached. None. Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. Uh, we'll take that on as homework. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Uh, BJ, we're here till three, of course. But uh, I love the fact that late trade boys, they get in early and they do their prep and they have their little uh, yeah, team talk. Yeah, uh, just reminder too, that's Carl Amon to Hawthorne. Done of very course. early. Free that agency. Very first. Yep, it was actually. Free agency. Free. So year. long ago we forgot. Yep. Good point. That's and a, a point, point well made. Andy, thank you. Uh, he is going to be a good player for Hawthorne on, a, uh, I think, a four or five-year contract for him. Carl Amon off a wing there and still got plenty of good football ahead of him. Righto, BJ, we'll take a break and we'll be back after this on Trade Radio. Stay with us. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back to Trade Afternoons. We've got about 10 minutes left in us before the uh, late trade fellas uh, jump behind the mic. And they've got a very special guest right off the top, BJ. Graham Wright, the man who makes it happen at Collingwood, joining the boys right off the top of the show. I tell you what, you could fill two hours, three hours talking to Graham Wright. What's happened, what's still to come. The Grundy campaigner, though, he's not not going to give too much up. Well, a lot's happened that he can now talk about, but obviously the boys will ask him where Tom Mitchell sits as well. And Henry. And Ollie Henry, given the standoff. I think Ollie Henry's the one that's been most talked about and... The Off the text, around. I yep. think so. Yeah, certainly between he and Josh Dunkley. I, mean, I was really hoping today that we were going to have some clarity on the Josh Dunkley situation. Um, I was told to expect something and it hasn't come to pass. So make of that what you will, perhaps. They are well and truly in the thick of it at the moment. Um, what should we get to first? Let's have a listen to Jason Hall Francis, uh, who, as we said earlier, is front of the media this afternoon while we've been on air, BJ, with uh, Chris Davies, head of football at Port Adelaide. And he's spoken on why going to Port Adelaide was best for him. I, I wanted to um, make sure that I was in a stable environment, um, you know, coming into this year. And, and I think um, a lot of people know it, it, it might be another unstable, unstable year um, at, at, at North. So um, we just thought um, coming back home to a, to a great club like Port Adelaide would be, would be best for me. So Jason Norm Francis says, speaking on the instability at North Melbourne, I'm sure there'll be a lot more audio to come out of that press conference that uh, the boys will play a little bit later on right here. So keep it locked on Trade Radio. Player for player swaps, right? What was the suggestion we had off the text there? I can't remember what it, it was, was a few. Uh, no, no, but what, what should happen in this trade period? I think it was Lloyd Meek for... Amira. Amira. Um, last player for player trade. The boys have done some quick digging during the break. Uh, Sinclair for Lewis Jetta. Yeah, someone gotta, takes that through. So that's and someone takes that through. Them. 2015, you've got to go back. Obviously, there's Sin- a few, I'm not sure. And there's a few others that have been thrown out. They keep going. Sorry. Sinclair, West Coast, obviously, to Sydney. And Lewis Jetta in the other direction. And he won a premiership at both clubs, uh, Lewis Jetta, in the end. Um, so he had a great career. I think 70-odd games for West Coast. And uh, where he started his career at Sydney, uh, he played 127 games. And then a year before that, 2014, Sammy Watson's pointed out the rarest of rare trades, a three-player swap with no picks attached. I tell you, this has gone the way of the dodo. This is like a unicorn. We'll never see this again. It was Lumumba to Melbourne, Mitch Clark down the highway to Geelong, and Travis Varco to Collingwood. That's sort of first division Powerball stuff these days. (laughs) That'll never happen again, will it? What about there's another one here that says Adams to the Pies and Shaw to the Giants? Uh, was that a direct? Okay, so player for player swap. Adams to the Pies, he's short of the Giants. We're getting the what thumbs up. What year was up. that? Well, that must have been relatively recent. 2013. 
They were all yeah, the rage then. Back. That was a long so time. So 13, ago. 14, 15, there was a, well, by comparison, a glut of these player only trades. And then the points got involved, the system, the picks, the futures came into it Bruce also. Bruce for Tyson? Uh, Bruce for Tyson was one, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon that was one. Yeah, there you Braden go. Braden Bruce for Don Tyson. Oh, no, no. pick 62 involved. Sammy Watson is all over it. See, nothing gets past him. He's all over it. Pick 62 soured that player for player trade. Um, so, yeah, we'd like to see a bit more of that. Uh, with Ivan Soldo most likely going to GWS, says this text, are the Tigers looking to pick up a Ruckman to replace him? Pretty light on Ruck stocks behind Nankurva. Samson Ryan is probably next in line. But too light on experience and size of my liking. Flynn or Briggs would be good options for the Tigers, I think, in the Hopper trade. That's Jason in Sunbury. Obviously, those two boys up at the Giants. At the moment, we've really stalled with the Jacob Hopper situation. Thought that deal might have been struck quite a while ago, BJ. Supporters on the text are getting very antsy. They're getting very agitated when it comes to the Jacob Hopper situation. Uh, Henry to Essendon, getting a bit of love. Uh, Tui to the Cats, Smets to Carlton. There were definitely picks involved in that. I think a first rounder at least coming back to the Blues and maybe a future as well. I think the Cats paid plenty for Zach Tui, who's been certainly worth the full freight. Um, could the Jack Bowes trade be the best of the century, says Josh, if pick seven, potentially Jai Clark at the Cats, proves to be the next Joel Selwood, like has been next speculated? There's only one Joel Selwood, mind you, so... Let's just take that out of the equation, but yeah, potentially. Sam's in Melbourne. He wants to talk Probably about it. Probably go down one in a few years' time, <laughs> non-cat supporters. Sammy's in Melbourne. Welcome, Sammy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Just wanted to quickly ask you, Nick Austin heard him earlier in the week saying Colton might want to trade up. Looking at guy uh, teams like St Kilda, West Coast now with pick eight, Geelong, part of the Jack Bowes trade, pick seven. Do you see them trading up at all? And if they do, who's best suitor? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good How? question. How do they? How do they trade up? Well, they'd have to package 10 and 29 and try to move up that way. Can't I... 29's a bit too far. Yeah, too far back in the, unless they throw a future in there as well. I'm not really sure, Sammy. I know he did say that, and they're always going to prioritise the draft this year, the Blues. How they actually do that and what levers they might pull, I won't pretend to know, but... Uh, They've got, obviously, right up until draft night to make that happen. They don't need to do it in the next 24 hours or so, so they can take their time to work that out. There'll be a lot of pick-swapping as the weeks go on right up until the draft. Wow. As a humble Cats fan, I'm embarrassed over the Bows trade. 25 was fair. Port's 33 for Asava was digestible. But a future third is a kick in the teeth for the Suns. If we land Henry and then Clark in the draft after winning the flag with Dad's army, what a year, says Andrew. <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, text on the Tui tracks. I didn't have time to look it up. The Cats slid back five spots in the draft, gave up a first round, and the Blues got a second round back. Best deal ever. Well, if you're a Cats supporter, it certainly was. Hasn't he been a magnificent player for that football club? And uh, he's re-signing as well. Hey, uh, BJ, we've got one day to go. Time's up already. Deadline day tomorrow. We'll be down at Marvel, live, on the ground down there. And OB, looking forward to that. You okay? Good. All right. Just reminiscing about my time at Marvel. Just... <laughs> oh, jeez. Back in the heyday. All right, oh. Graham Wright is joining the Late Trade Boys up next. Uh, Damo uh, Sauce is here. David Noble as well. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, stay with us on Trade Radio.